you cannot tell me when when an extreme leftist says everything's racist and I go, well, not everything, but tell me what you mean by that. Yeah. And they go, well, the system is racist. And I go, OK, well, let's not use a vague term again. Tell me which system. Yeah. And then they start unpacking it. Either they make sense or they don't. But I have not damaged the relationship between that fellow American or human right. because I'm a, at least allowing them to unpack it. And let's say if they bring up the Dred Scott decision, I go, yeah, the Supreme Court made that decision that no black person has any rights that any white person is bound to. That was a quote from one of the Supreme Court justices. Right. And if that's where that person is coming from, they have a point. Now, let me point them to Thomas Paine. This person, James Madison, George Mason, people that, you know, Samuel Adams, people that were also founders that did not, that were abolitionists. Yes, yes. So now we have dialogue. Now they go, oh, I didn't know that. Damn. That's the key, the dialogue, right? That's the key. So Hey, everybody. Welcome to the What Is Money Show. I am thrilled to have you here joining me on my mission to help shine light on the corruption of money. Now, if this is your first time listening to the What Is Money Show, I strongly recommend that you go back to episodes one through nine first, which lays a lot of the groundwork for many of the concepts that we explore on the show. These first nine episodes are my series with Michael Saylor and thousands of people have told me that this is the best podcast series they've ever heard hands down, and that it was instrumental to their understanding of money and Bitcoin. So if you're looking to start a deep dive into the nature of money, I don't think there's any place better that you can start other than episode one of this show. Now, a little bit about this show and how it makes money. The What Is Money Show is 100% sponsor-based, so all of our revenues are derived from direct sponsorships. And I strive to be very selective about the sponsors that I work with, specifically only using sponsors that I use personally, and also choosing sponsors that have values which are well aligned to the values expressed on this show, such as freedom, education, self-sovereignty, etc. So what I'm going to do now is a few ad reads right at the top of the show, and then I'll do a few more ad reads in the middle. And I hope you'll take the time to listen to them, as again, these are hand-selected sponsors, and I think you'll like what they have to offer. Today's podcast is brought to you by In Wolf's Clothing. Wolf is the first startup accelerator dedicated exclusively to the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Four times per year, Wolf brings teams from around the world to New York City to work with like-minded entrepreneurs, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with Bitcoin and Lightning. The program is designed to help early-stage companies achieve product market fit, develop their brand, secure early-stage funding, and grow businesses that help fuel the global adoption of Bitcoin. So go to wolfnyc.com to learn more about the program or apply. Again, that's WolfNYC, W-O-L-F-N-Y-C.com. Maz Toure. 100%. Welcome to the What Is Money Show. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here, man. We are sitting here live at Freedom Fest yeah. 2023 in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, you and I just met. Yeah. Spent a little bit of time going through you, your story, what you do. Just by way of quick introduction, you are the founder of Black Guns Matter. 100%. Could you please, let's just start there, actually. What is Black Guns Matter? Black Guns Matter, we are a firearms training organization specifically for beginners. 
Mm-hmm. If you're a person, I mean, obviously the guys that are intermediaries and, you know, intermediates or whatever and experts, they can obviously come to the classes. But we want to reach out to people that have no information as it relates to firearms, safety, um, safe and responsible firearms ownership, and even just breaking some of those myths. You know, you might have these questions in your head and you're like, yo, I want to get a gun, but I don't know where to go. You know, um, I want to be able to defend myself potentially. Hopefully it never it needs to be done. But where do I go as an entry level, you know, neophyte to the conversation? So that's what we're here for. We go to the areas where there's the most violent crime. Mm. Um, they usually go hand in hand with the most restrictive so-called gun control laws. Um, and we go there and with, you know, no financial barrier to entry, we go there to make sure that we are informing that demographic. We've pretty much hit every state in America. Um, we generally go to places, again, where they do not have their politicians, there's public servants do not have a respect for their human right to defend their life. So we go there and form the people and, you know, whether that's stop the bleed classes, whether that's the basics, we make sure that that community and demographic has the information to defend themselves for free. That is very interesting stuff. Um, A lot of people, I think when the topic of gun violence or guns comes up, people often think we need more regulation, more restriction, mm-hmm. banning, controlling, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think that contradicts this principle of human freedom, yeah. right? Which is particularly enshrined in the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. the right to bear arms. And I, I would I would also strongly argue that if history has taught us anything, it's mm-hmm. like when you disarm the population, bad things happen. 100%. So if anything, we should be going the other direction. We want people more armed, more educated, more trained. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are working towards that end. That, and it, it that, it's inextricably linked to the level of or lack thereof of a civic and historical understanding. Mm. The more people, that's why when you get people that come from communist regimes, you know, first first generation Americans, their parents came from Cuba, their mm. parents came from China, the CCP. Um, there's a more direct correlation and understanding of absolutely not. We are not giving up firearms. Absolutely not. We are not depending and relying more and more on government. The reason why we are not doing this is because my mother, my father just came from X, Y, and Z, and this is how it worked out for them. The problem is, um, which is a great opportunity, every problem is the opportunity to learn and teach and grow from it. The problem here is the school systems for some time now have made sure that that conversation around American history, the good and the bad, the conversation around civics, there is no po- political education. There, mm-hmm. like, there's no social studies in the schools. Right. And that's by design. It's by design to make sure that this demographic, and when I don't just mean the black community, anyone that's under a certain economic or social tier, that group of people is not empowered. We cannot have, if I'm running things, you know, we cannot have a well-informed, educated, and strong, healthy population. I cannot control that group. That's right. It's very difficult to do so. So our job at Black Guns Matter then leans us into more of a different job. Okay, how can we educate this community about civics? How can we educate this community in, on the importance of being politically in, you know, involved more consistently, not just when it's time to vote only on Second Amendment stuff? You know, the last few years, um, you know, the government has done a lot of the heavy lifting for us. They've shown how horrible they are. You know, I mean, we had people, you know, talk about freedom. We had the government telling people that they could not go and see their dead relatives 
in their funeral if they didn't take a jab, if they didn't wear a mask. I got kicked off of so many planes just because of a choice. And um, these are the things that when this administration more specifically, not limited to, though, they were doing so much of the heavy lifting for us as the Solutionary Center, as, you know, Black Guns Matter, because the things that we had been telling the general public for so long, in real time, they showed you. Right. When I'm having a conversation with one of my anti-gun friends, like, listen, bro, you might want to have a firearm because, one, the police have no legal or moral responsibility to protect you. That's not me just saying it. It's Supreme Court precedent. It's been set. And, oh, my, you tripping. Then when, the, you know, fast forward to 2020 and the government saying, yo, you can't go outside. Yo, you got to wear this to go into this grocery store. Yo, we're not even uh, in Los Angeles. We're not even uh, charging people for these types of thefts. Now we seem like geniuses. And that's partially because the government showed you the thing that you thought when we were saying it, oh, this will never happen in America. Right. America is ripe for the pickings because of those freedoms. You know, and so it it the, the job translates and then transcends into more of an educational component right. around these other things with just firearms being the way, again, to protect yourself. That's like the cherry on top, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I lo it's almost like a, the Trojan horse strategy yep. a little bit, right? Yep. You're educating people about the importance of firearms, firearm training, the Second Amendment. Yeah. But behind all that comes yep. every all the principles and the ethos of the U.S. Constitution. Right. Right, that's just one amendment of the Bill of Rights, right. and there's so much more to freedom than right. just firearms. But firearms are essential right. because they maintain a symmetry of power between people. Right. So it's not about like people that are into guns wanting mm -hmm. to shoot people or shoot anything. It's just like I need to have this because this technology is available to right. others. So this is how we maintain what, what's the old saying: an armed society is a peaceful Light society. society. Right. Polite society. Right. So okay, well, super cool stuff. I want to. Back up a little bit, though, yeah. and focus on you. Yeah. So I'm assuming that your life, your experiences somehow led you, yeah. uniquely led you to this position. Oh, 100%. You seem very impassioned about what you do. So who are you, Maj? Where do you come from? Yeah. And how did you come into the creation of Black Guns Matter? I am, a, I am from Philadelphia. I was born in the birthplace of America. You know, when I was in school... Um, my high school was right up the street from, you know, City Hall is America's largest municipal building, right? Um, Independence Hall, where the Constitution was signed, is not too far from that. Um, Philadelphia has so much of a rich history. I mean, from all different, you know, uh, ethnic backgrounds, whatever. The story of William Penn wanting to work with the Lenape people, the indigenous tribe of the Lenape in commerce, we don't have to fight. Let's work together to make certain things happen. Right. Um, you know, Philadelphia was designed by William Penn as initially like a, a bastion of all types of freedoms, religious freedom, rights for women. A lot of people didn't know that history. I didn't know that history. But we wish to happen was when I was in high school, I sold a ton of weed and I would leave if there was no money around. I would leave school. And I would get blasted. I'm talking about like I would smoke and I would go take these tours. Mm. And I'm in these rooms. I I literally, this right there, that chair in Independence Hall where I'm taking this tour, that's the chair that George Washington sat in to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, um, and I would take these tours of Ben Franklin's print shop. The com At the same time, that was juxtaposed with me reading books about 
Harriet Tubman, Malcolm X, Toussaint Lee Overture, all of these different yeah. patriots. I was able to get away from the cementing. I always use this example of great high school basketball players that go right into the NBA. They're better generally because they skip college. They skip college because in high school, if I'm 6'6 and I'm Kobe Bryant, my coach is going to let me do whatever I want to do, right? I'm going to play guard. I'm going to be shooting guard. I'm going to be a center because I'm 6'6 in high school, da 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 If I went to college, the college system may say, you're 6'6", you're a two-guard, and that's all you're going to do. It stunts and cements you. So because I missed a lot of that because I was going to school, I was making money, I lived by myself, right? Um, it, it was... I was free to do all of these different things without a cementing. Same thing with the reading. I would read these other heroes, Crispus, uh, uh, Benjamin Banneker, Crispus Attucks, the guy that got shot that started the American Revolution, right? Some of these people happen to, happen to be black. So I'm looking at all of these different types of people, Frederick Douglass, fight, that, uh, Frederick Douglass fighting for freedom to me is similar to, with some contradictions or some differences, is similar to Thomas Paine saying this is the reason why we have to get out from under the grip of King George. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I start putting these, these people are fighting for freedom. So these are freedom fighters. These are patriots. And so, and it, you know, my weed was really good. So I was 100% super high. So I'm going somewhere else with it. And so this is what started to shape my thought process as it relates to patriotism and freedom fighting. And then when I go back to school and I'm telling, like, even my teachers, I would tell my teachers, like, yo, I just can't. Where were you yesterday? I was trapping. I was selling weed. It was slow in school. And if I get caught selling drugs in school, I'll get in way like it's a drug free zone. I'll get in double trouble. Right. But then I will come back and talk to my teachers about where I was at. And a lot of those teachers would be like, dude, I didn't even know that that was here. And I'm like, yo, you've lived in Philly for how long and you never took a tour? There's an elevator in City Hall that goes all the way up. And the statue of William Penn, there's this elevator that goes all the way up there. And you can see the entire city and all of this other stuff. Saying all of this to say, it shaped a, my understanding of outside of the box conversation. You cannot tell me that George Washington and the boys on like Christmas Eve getting in a boat without a motor in cold-ass December to go murder the ops on Christmas Eve is not a patriotic story. Right. That sounds like a fucking movie. Yeah. You cannot tell me that Harriet Tubman going and fighting against the scourge of slavery, right, and, and saying, I'm going to free men and women. She fought for the North, had her own regiment fighting against the South. This was a woman. So don't talk to me about Women were only victims at that time. Right, right. So when you start packaging all of these things together, not only are you able to see the thirst for freedom that translates to all of these different demographics, I'm also able to have a conversation with an extreme leftist because they, at certain points they have a point. Yeah. When they say uh, the history of America has some slavery and I go, yeah, that's true. And I, I'm not going to dismiss them as wholesale. I'm going to say, where are they coming from? And I'm going to develop the um, relationship with that person. And then I'm also going to add some more information. They're not going to know about Thomas Paine. Their school is going to tell them that own, like almost like every white person in America owns slaves, which is not true. Right. So it created a certain level of objectivity yeah. that I live by that forces you to be intellectually consistent. Yeah. So that is like the, 
upbringing of me as a human. And it became like, yo, Benjamin Franklin and the founding fathers had weed and hemp farms. Why is this illegal now? Right. Hey. So you're able to see these contradictions. And because I don't fit in any of those boxes, because I don't, I just, I'm not going in the box. I'm going to learn from the box. I'm going to go, okay, that's cool in this box. Yeah. I'll use this for my tool belt, you know, and I'll get a a, a little jewel from over in that one too. So it created this thing where I was never restricted by um, any of the cementing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, it sounds like you, in many ways, are born in the fires of freedom in a yep. way, right? Not yep. only a, a cradle, if not the cradle of the United States, right. the American dream. Right. But you're also looking at the world through many different people's eyes. Right. right. Many different demographics yep. that are traditionally held out to be antagonistic or whatever. Right. But the, the common bond between them is this universal drive for human freedom. Freedom. Right. Freedom. We, and that's we, what it's all about. It's right. what everyone wants. If you pretend like you don't want freedom, even in boxes that you walk yourself in in certain restrictions, usually you still chose the box. Yep. Right. And you're usually doing that box to get to a different freedom. If they're saying, I got to work out every day. Yeah. I I am locking myself in because I want the freedom of good health. That's right. Exactly. You are choosing to make these decisions. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when somebody say, yo, we're going to get absolutely hammered. I am choosing to go, (laughs) okay, I can't carry my gun. Right. I am choosing. Do I want to be a little bit freer from the self-imposed restriction today and and the responsibilities that come along with it? Bro, you know, if we get hammered tonight, you can't carry your gun and it's going to hurt tomorrow. When you when you're sitting on the bench in the gym with your headphones on, reflecting all those bad decisions that you made. Feel good tomorrow. (laughs) These are the things that um, I just never I never allowed, in the beginning, I didn't know of the boxes, which was a good thing. I just like the college, you know, basketball player analogy. I didn't know that these were boxes. And it allowed me to speak in truth. You cannot tell me when when an extreme leftist says, everything's racist. And I go, well, not everything, but tell me what you mean by that. And they go, well, the system is racist. And I go, okay, well, let's not use a vague term again. Tell me which system. Yeah. And then they start unpacking it. Either they make sense or they don't. But I have not damaged the relationship between that fellow American or human because I'm at least allowing them to unpack it. And let's say if they bring up the Dred Scott decision, I go, yeah, the Supreme Court made that decision that no black person has any rights that any white person is bound to. That was a quote from one of the Supreme Court justices. And if that's where that person is coming from, they have a point. Now let me point them to Thomas Paine. This person, James Madison, George Mason, people that, you know, Samuel Adams, people that were also founders that did not, that were abolitionists. Yes. Yes. So now we have dialogue. Now they go, oh, I didn't know that. Damn. That's the key. The dialogue. Right. That's the key. So if you get people labeled or in a box, right, and you're in a box and I'm in a box, then there is no communication. It's forever antagonistic. Yep. I'm discounting your sovereignty and your uniqueness. As a human being, right. if I just put a label on you and classify you as that right. thing. But it's the dialogue that, it's the continuous communication yep. that reminds us that we're not any one thing, right? right. You're not any, you're not right. just your name. You're not right. just the place where you're born. You're not just right. the founder of this. Like, we are all complex. Yep. The world is complex. 100%. So. It's like the movie um, Fight Club, when Brad Pitt was like, you're not your fucking khakis. <laughs> you're not you're not your 401k plan yeah. you're not you you're so much greater and nuanced and complex yeah. 
than this one, right. okay, I got that Ikea set, now I'm good forever. Yes. No, you are so much more than that. So, you know. And I would argue that we are freedom, actually, and in the Viktor Frankl sense that he says the final human freedom is our ability to choose how to respond to our circumstances. Yes. There's always that gap inside yes. of us. And so a lot of the, this freedom fighting and this drive towards human freedom is really just trying to highlight that reality. Yes. Like you are individual, you are sovereign over yourself, you are responsible for your own life. Yes. Nobody's coming to save you. Right. Hence, you might need a gun, you might need some education. Right. You need to learn how to stop the bleed. Yes. Something happens. Yes. All of these yes. things. Yes. Uh, you brought up Frederick Douglass too, and I just, I want to mention such a special guy. So yeah. escaped, sl escaped slave that became one of the most effective abolitionists in the country. Um, and one of his many quotes of his that I like, one was, I prayed for freedom for 20 years mm. and I received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Yep. And I love, like I get chills when I say it because it's yeah. this emphasis on human action. Yes. It's not about your ideology. It's not about your belief. Yes. It's not about your, even your prayers. Not yes. to say none of these things are important, but it's ultimately how you act that Correct. defines you. So I just had to bring that up because I love, love Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, The Gold Investment Letter. The Gold Investment Letter helps sophisticated investors navigate capital markets and maximize their profits in trading gold, silver, and mining stocks. The Gold Investment Letter seeks out the most undervalued companies and identifies special situations in the mining sector and then provides in-depth analysis on both their financial positions and future prospects. The Gold Investment Letter explores many complex domains, such as investor psychology, portfolio management, and macroeconomic trends, all with the goal of making you a better investor. The Gold Investment Letter offers a free version and a paid premium version, and I strongly recommend you at least sign up for the free version, because after having read a few of these issues, I can promise you it is a treasure trove of good information. You can sign up for the free newsletter today at goldinvestmentletter.com. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, iCoin Technology. iCoin has just released a sleek new hardware wallet. It looks like a mini iPhone, a little touch screen and camera on it. Uh, the device has no Wi-Fi, no cellular connection, no GPS. It's a strictly physically cold hardware wallet. Uh, like I said, it's got a high-res 3-inch touch screen. It's got a camera for air gapping the wallet. Uh, it's got optional Bluetooth compatibility. And it's a really a, a brand new UI, UX experience for a hardware wallet, making it very accessible, easy to use, not intimidating. And as we always talk about on this show, the only way you can truly own your Bitcoin is by having it in self-custody. So you need a device like iCoin Wallet to truly own your Bitcoin. Go to iCoinTechnology.com today and use promo code BITCOIN23 for 30% off of this new sleek hardware wallet. Um I want to get back to Black Guns Matter, though. You said, I want to ask you this offline earlier, the mission of the organization yeah. is to make the organization obsolete. There should be no reason for it. And it, it, the fact that we exist speaks to the problem. When, when, you, when, you, when you have such a clear document, you know, as the, and the understanding around it and the writings that historically are proven to be, this is what these men were writing about these things at this time. It is clear, as many, many Supreme Court decisions have upheld. The fact that we're in a space where the racist, and, and I use that word specifically, the racist practice of gun control, which was created to stop black people from having the means to defend their lives. Mm -hmm. The fact that we've allowed that 
cancer to fester and grow. And we have ignored the basic fundamental documents speaks to our regression being presented as progression. I'm a poverty pimp or a, a, a like a vulture if I'm not doing something to solve the problem and we don't have this conversation ever again. If I'm trying to just stretch it out and max out on the money, I don't really solve the problem. You know, the word solutionary, you know, it came of when people kept saying, oh, you guys are so revolutionary, what you're doing. And it's like, nah, that root word being revolve. We don't want to revolve around the same problems. We want to see the problem, come up with solutions, apply that solution, and we're not having this conversation again. That is, again, King George is taxing us at 4%, 3%, 4%. This is too much. We're saying, no, thank you. We're fighting this revolutionary war. Potentially, this can mean death for us. But if we solve this, we should not have this conversation ever again, at least for as long as republics generally exist, yeah. which is around 200 years. Yeah. We have to start doing the same thing. So for me, knowing that we have made progress, legitimate progress to our agenda, which was getting the demographic to urban America, which was the center of the scope, pun intended, of, you know, gun control. To get that demographic, by and large, black and brown folks, get that community to get on board with the Second Amendment. And we did that by making, just making ourselves available, going to teach the classes. And within three years, black communities are now the largest new gun buying demographic. This is a metric that we can. And we did that with less than three hundred thousand dollars in less than three years. Right. So it's just the outreach. So now we have more constitutional carry states than we did. There's, I think, 27 or maybe 28 now constitutional carry states in America. So it's going in the correct direction. But the irony is, it's the correct direction of how we started. America initially was a constitutional okay. carry. I was just going to say, we have 50% roughly constitutional yeah. carry states. It shouldn't even be a discussion, okay. right? It's in the Constitution. All 50 states should allow you to bear arms. But when we Americans allow the, the, the scourge of that racist practice of gun control to flourish, yeah. some people, some men and women allowed the lower nature of humanity. Fear. The fear. Yeah. To dictate policy. Yes. Oh, they're the other. Yeah. We have to, we can't let them. This is back to the labeling, right? right? Yes. So now, now you got to fight back for freedoms that you had in the beginning yes. because we allowed the racism and those scourges to fester. Right. So if I really want to do my job properly as a leader, it's to solve this problem and not like we don't make money. I make we make good money selling merch. I can still sell merch without gun control being in, in existence. Sure. sure. So. We give we've given away about six hundred thousand dollars over the years for these classes for years, uh -huh. but I'm not making my money off of the classes. Uh -huh. The goal is never to make the money off of the classes. The goal is to have the resources for the classes to inform a population. So, again, this job becomes obsolete. Right. I want to be on an island with beautiful women running around swimming, you know, preferably Rihanna. Right. She's she's having this little hiccup right now with her she's having children Oak thing or yeah but we we won't worry about her having babies right now um when, when when we get to this job and we've removed a lot of these issues 
Um, she'll she'll come back to her senses and we'll be on that island together. That's the real goal for me to be happy and grow my own food and potentially on a farm or chilling somewhere. But right now you put the work in to make the, ne the, the, the necessary adjustments to get us right back on this freedom train so we don't have to have this conversation. There, there should not be a space where an entire demographic or community is being told something that's already been clarified yes. and it's operating in their own disinterest. So right. that's really the goal of not only my work as black, uh, you know, the founder of Black Guns Matter, but also the solutionary lifestyle, because these are basic civics, right. health and fitness, you know, financial uh, classes and things like that that we do overall. But that information exists. It's just being kept from certain classes or demographics right. of people. Right. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. So you, I mean, the, the what I'm hearing is you're trying to reintroduce these American values yes. to American culture. And it's strange that they've become so radical, mm -hmm. right? The words freedom and fire, like people look at these things as, as if they're foreign, not all people, but a large cohort of the population looks at these things as if they're strange or new. Yeah. But the reality is we're just returning to the foundational principles on which all of this, the greatest economic success story in human history right. was established, right. Right? right? Life, liberty, property, leave us alone. That's, That's basically it. the whole recipe. Right. Um, but people, there's always the temptation, right? There's always the temptation to go and take and mm -hmm. steal and tax and print money and all of these things. So it's dweebs. It, it's like in, it does seem like the eternal struggle because it's in the human heart, right? Yeah. It's like let people be free, and prosperity will occur. But when prosperity occurs, the temptation to take from those yes. successful people increases in tandem, and the wheel goes round and round yeah. and round. The dweebs that don't have the strength to fight for their freedom, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness and property. Mm -hmm. Better for the dweebs to create systems that they can take from the people that are brave enough to right. do so. Right, right, When When the cowards get in those positions of power, um, it's very dangerous for everyone. Mm -hmm. And some of that is our fault too because we, we don't allow the cowards, we don't embrace the cowards before they become cowards. You know, we, we don't let heroes and villains are all born of the same trauma. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. Batman loses his parents. Joker falls in Nevada acid, didn't have parents. They're both orphans. Superman loses his parents. Planet blows up, right? Iron, everyone is just what the villain or the hero decides to do based on his response and their response. Yes. Yes. So when you have Alfred around, still kind of guiding young, you know, um, Bruce Wayne, going, hey, your father believed in this. Hey, there's an education that stopped Bruce Wayne from only turning into the playboy billionaire jerk or the villain because he had the means and resources to be either. Yeah. Our fault is we've allowed, we haven't grabbed the person and consistently informed them and we've allowed them to turn into jokers out here. We've allowed the dweebs to flourish. So we have to take some personal accountability for that. Not that it's all, the onus is all on us. This just calls to mind that quote that evil happens when good men stand by yes. and do nothing, right? Yes. It's, it's easy to get complacent when things are working well. Yep. Maybe you overlook a couple of things here and there. Oh, increase the taxes a little bit. Okay. Yep. But it it does, It there's a flywheel effect. Yes. And it can get out of hand very quickly. Yep. And it seems like we're in that phase now. Oh, we've been in it. 
Yeah. Listen, the Revolutionary War was about three, four percent taxing. I mean, my friends in Cali, like I'm like, bro, like forty percent of your bread is over is back to the state. Right. Right. So it been really time. You know, there's a meme that says George and the boys is like we would have been stacking bodies by now. Wow. You know, and so <laughs> these conversations, we have to maintain a balance. Am I responsible for the dweeb? Absolutely no. If I am not doing my job to mentor young people or mentor people that are missing information, yeah. then I'm adding to that problem right. of creating more dweebs, right. dorks. Yeah. And so we've allowed, I mean, when you look at it, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but when you look at it, right, when you look at places like, um, I mean, it's revenge of the nerds out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm a self-proclaimed nerd in the sense of I love to read and learn, yeah. but I'm not a nerd in the sense of like I was picked on so I'm going to make sure that that guy with wrestles right. is when I grow up, like we've, we've allowed that to fester. And a lot of that is showcasing itself in our public servants. Yes. When you have a guy like Gavin Newsom during the COVID, so-called, COVID, um, which was really just government overreach, right? Yeah. When he says all of the restaurants and the wineries have to close down except mine. I didn't know that. 100%. Wow. His winery and restaurant was open. That's such a highlight of the hypocrisy. And it becomes like, again, going back to that, the state is doing some of the heavy lifting for us. Because yeah. now all we got to do is show folks, right. look, look at this walking contradiction. Right. It's unsafe, but mine's is okay. Yes. And me and my political class will be able to, and you guys can come spend your money here yeah. at my winery and restaurant, but no, to everyone else. We let a dweeb get in the position. Yeah. We call them in the hood. In my hood, we call them powers. Powers. Cowards with, with power. power. That is the most dangerous thing, you know? And so, but we got to be balanced yeah. and have a critical objective. We allowed it to get this. Yes. We collectively have allowed this. Yes. We have the blueprint. Yes. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights is right there. Right. We failed. We allowed these people that said no no this is right. for you. we're gonna help you right we allow when john d rockefeller created what then became the department of education when he said listen bro i'm not trying to hear to churn out thinkers i mean to just turn turn out workers and then over time right we continued to let that happen now it's our job to course correct you have yes. the public if you can keep it that's right that's right you know i, I want to be careful here and i want to take a dose of our own medicine yeah. where we're saying we need labels. We need words. Like it's a very complex world. We have yeah. to use language to deal with it, but yeah. we have to be careful. Even when we say powers, it's not like there's just a group of people yeah. out there that are static powers and yeah. there's a group of people that are static freedom fighters. Yeah. I really go back to uh, Solzhenitsyn, right? I said mm. the line between good and evil cuts down the heart of every man. It's each of us yeah. in each moment, in yeah. each action, yeah. deciding are we powered yeah. or are we freedom fighters? Right, right. And so the more we can shift the collective action yeah. towards freedom fighting yeah. and away from poweredness, yeah. that's what improves the world, right? We're not trying to like single these people out. I'm like, there's all the bad guys. Right. Go get them. Here's the list of these guys. Right. And if these guys it's are easier to do and we need examples, like Gavin Newsom, like that's totally fucking bullshit. Right. The guy should be harangued for that. It's, yes. it's a highlight of the corruption, but. I think for us, humanity to transcend this yeah. cycle, it's it is in the human heart, right? right? It's not good guys, bad guys. No, it's, we're all good and bad. You were, you were, you were, you were, at any given moment, it's like wrestling. Some of the wrestlers that we might have liked way back in the day started as bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. something happens and they change it. Oh, he's good now. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the ebb and flow of life. And it like to your point, in those moment to moment decisions, what am I doing? And it's I give a perfect example. I went to because I'm I I didn't have on the RV. I didn't have um I forgot to put dumbbells on the RV. And I'm here. Oh man, come on. We're right. Forget the dumbbells. How you forget the dumbbells? (laughs) We're at Freedom Fest, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be here for a couple of days. I need to go buy kettlebells, or go buy weights. Uh, You can come down to the Y with me. I'll just spend another day pass down there. Oh yeah. Good gym, yeah. Look, so I'm like. I'll go to Walmart. I'll get it. And so I go get a 30-pound dumbbell. They only have one left because I'm like, I'll be doing, I'll just do curls and and triceps until failure, whatever. But they couldn't sell me the 30-pound dumbbell because it didn't have the thing on it, the little sticker, you know, the barcode. Yeah. So I go to get a kettlebell. I'm like, okay, I'll get a kettlebell and I could do more exercises with the kettlebell, whatever. I'll do it at the booth. And I bought a couple of tables and I go and she's like, well, listen, the customer service lady, I'm closing my register down. The customer service lady will help you. And I said, okay, cool. And I had a moment. I paid for the tables. I paid for the kettlebell. And the lady did not know what was the reason of why I was at the customer service desk. And I still had the 30 pound dumbbell in my cart. And in that moment, that lower level thing crept up and was like, dude, you know you can leave with this kettlebell and the 30-pound dumbbell. I had that moment. Right. And I really had the little nanosecond conversation that seems like an eternity in your head. Yeah. And it's like, bro, is that really what you're about? Yeah. First of all, the, the dumbbell was only would have only been like 30-something bucks, bro. Hmm. So is your integrity... In this moment, your integrity is only, you're willing to sell your integrity away because 30 for 30 bucks. Right. Is that where you way. are right now? Right. You know, and but it's, it's always, always there, that little, my, and it's always there. We're never going to always sell it. Yeah. It's there. And hats off to you for admitting that. So many people <laughs> would never tell that story. Yeah. That's radically truthful of you. And it's, it's, it becomes a, here's the crazier part. I wind up saying, to the lady after I made the decision, had that internal conversation, I wound up saying to a different lady that was putting stuff back, and you know, our customer service that stuff, they got to mm-hmm. put back. And I said, um, hey, because it was an older woman, and she was little, and I said, hey, do you want me to put this, uh, you want me to put this 30 pound dumbbell back? And she said, oh, that's why you came over? I said, yeah. And she was like, you're such an honest person. I would have walked out with that. And it was she's the, honest too. She was honest too. <laughs> and the confirmation of that moment was so amazing. It's a little God winker at the end too, right? Because you have to struggle and someone actually verbalizes it back to you. You know what I mean? And these are those moments, moment to moment, that you're having. And and I get it. You can go, well, you can tell yourself anything. Sure. You can rationalize say, anything. Yeah, you can say, well, I mean, it's Walmart. They, you know, they had right. people putting on masks two years ago. What they they're not gonna miss this thirty dollars. It's not about Walmart, bro. Yeah. It's about you. It's about you. You know, Man, so that is such, such a good story. story. I'm so, so glad you shared that. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Wasabi Wallet. With Wasabi Wallet, you can receive, send, and store Bitcoin privately. In Wasabi Wallet, your transaction history and wallet balance are completely hidden. Wasabi Wallet is easy to use. All of its privacy features are built in by default, and it works with any amount of Bitcoin. Wasabi users can make CoinJoin transactions together with BTC Pay server users or Trezor Suite users. For BTC Pay server users, they can make payments directly inside of a CoinJoin, 
And for Trezor Suite users, you can make coin joins directly on a hardware wallet. These features result in the fee savings and security improvements for both sets of users. So go to wasabiwallet.io today to download the state-of-the-art Bitcoin privacy wallet. Now I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, Casa. Casa makes it simple to buy and secure your Bitcoin without wondering whether you're doing it right. Specifically, Casa provides a multi-key custody solution, which is by far the most secure way to custody your Bitcoin. Now, when I talk about Bitcoin being theft-proof money or inviolable private property, a multi-key custody model is exactly what I am talking about. Using multiple keys lets you maintain full control of your Bitcoin while also giving you redundancy in case you lose one of the keys. It's also the best way to secure your Bitcoin for inheritance planning purposes. So go to keys.casa, that's C-A-S-A, -A, today to sign up and use discount code BREEDLOVE. Uh, I think it gets us, and we're running up on some time here. Thank you for your time so far. But it gets us into this thing about spirituality. Um, and I, I don't know, like younger me was very bought into kind of the Newtonian worldview, mm. billiard ball, cause and effect universe. Yeah. But I think you live a little bit of life. You see some synchronicity. You go through some hard times. Yeah. Maybe you get to this deeper viewpoint on the world as a struggle between good yeah. and evil. And you start to see the moral metaphysical principles yeah. of reality it's not it's not mechanical yeah. there's something we're interacting with it somehow and in, in these little decisions yeah. little actions and then the universe acts back and uh, it's very out there mm -hmm. yes or in there or in there out <laughs> there that was one now you said something to me earlier that um first of all you said you're a spiritual guy and you said your grandma gave you this advice yeah which is to always respect the devil always respect the devil what what does that mean? You are smart. There is a clearly defined line between smart people and wise people. Mm. Smart, okay, great. You passed your classes with flying colors. And if I put you in a space where you're, you have no intuition, intuition is much more wise than your book knowledge. They're both important. Book knowledge, common sense, and street sense. Street sense may save your life in a space where there's nothing that your books can do for you. Right. That gut feeling of these guys are about to try to rob us. Right. That is wisdom and intuition. Yeah. My nana used to say all of the time, respect the devil because you're smart. You read books, you learn things. Yeah. The devil is ancient. For thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hundreds of thousands of however long that energy that we identify as the devil that makes up half of all stuff mm -hmm. lower self shit higher self shit that's constant that constantly going to be challenging you to be better mm -hmm. because if it makes up half of all physical matter the stuff that we call physical mm -hmm. it's always with you right it's just challenging you all the time to be let's focus on my as above so below let's right. let's do the higher vibration shit yeah. moment to moment right. it's not a fight in the sense of the guy with the horns going blah, 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 blah. like maybe not that but it's the internal that lower self shit that you know you're thinking, that you are there to go, nah, bro, that's that lower self shit. I'll use that in the gym. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I'll re, you know, put that that way. That's more wise. When you stop respecting the devil or that lower frequency or that lower self or Iblis or 
whatever name the inner animal versus the inner angel right like we're we are part animal we're also part angel and so we we have these animalistic urges and desires and thoughts and all these things but you gotta let the angel be in charge hey when you don't and you go i'm smart i got this you fall victim one of my favorite movies is the devil's advocate with pacino and keanu reeves and if you didn't see it by now, I'm a spoiler alert. Towards the end of the movie, where obviously Keanu Reeves made the right decision, uh-huh. he stopped. Even it cost it, it something that would have cost him everything as a lawyer. Da, 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 the devil. He did a thing and didn't give in to the devil's temptation. Uh-huh. And he wakes up and he's back where he started. And the thing that he struggled with in the movie was because he's this hotshot lawyer from the south and he's smooth and I'm 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 that guy. I never lose the case. It got him into the space of being tempted by the devil. Work for this new firm and all of this other stuff. He makes the decision. He wakes up. And again, he knows better. And this reporter comes up to him that he already knew in the beginning of the movie. He's like, come on, man. You got to tell your story. Let me reach out to you tomorrow. Come on, man. Come on. We'll put you all over the news. Come on. And he says, okay, man. Call me tomorrow. And then at the end of that section, it's still the devil. It's Al Pacino. And he morphs into the devil and he says, vanity, my favorite sin. Hmm. Hmm. Every moment, moment to moment, you are going to have those struggles with this eternal, ancient energy that is a part of you. And if you don't consistently appreciate it for what it is, this is here to tempt me to make the decision to be better in this moment, you are not respecting the devil and you are leaving yourself open to vibrate lower and lower and lower and lower into the depths of hell. Respect the devil. And so when I'm going around in those moments in the Walmart, I could get away with this. Yeah. But are you getting away with this? You are aware. It would be different if you genuinely forgot. Then there's a different test. Damn, I forgot. I need to take this back to Walmart. I did not pay for this. There's an entire economy of people that jobs are related to this one dumbbell that you are shortchanging with this decision to be a thief. Now, how do you want to live with that? You know, or are you okay with living with that? And you can be. Well, and you're going to pay for it. Even if you don't pay for it, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. You're accruing a karmic debt. And the bill always comes due. My Hindu friends call it um, samskaras. Ah, uh, yeah. S-A-M-S-K-A-R-A-S. I think I'm spelling it yeah, right. right. Yeah. And it's just that these are your choices right. over time. And you're developing this karmic. Karma means to, karma actually means to do, to like to do. You did this. So it's just the thing that you did. Right. Just you're now relieving or reliving this karmic, weight of what you just did yes and i believe that if you're truly a patriot and truly a freedom fighter the level of high accountability to self and your actions makes it damn near impossible for you to ignore that yes that's it 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 takes you on a spiritual path you have to go slavery is wrong slavery is wrong what am i willing to do to make sure that slavery mental slavery social slavery whatever what am I willing to do to highlight freedom above slavery? What compromises am I willing to devalue my own, again, integrity yeah. to not live in that higher truth? You cannot be, and this is where some of the contradictions with the founders to this nation, 
we have to be honest. Thomas Paine was there saying, dude, we can't do it this way. I know that slavery's like the thing. Yeah. And this does not mean that America was not fighting to actually end the concept of slavery because they were. Yeah. But in that moment, Thomas Paine and others, and Thomas Paine put a lot of those dudes on to that freedom thing. Right. He openly was like, no, bro, we we know that this is an economic business, but we cannot do this. We can't. And if we do, it's a contradiction. And that we have to look at it that way and go, bro, in this moment, you are an entrepreneur, Maj. In this moment, some entrepreneur decided to make weights. In this moment, what are you going to stand for? That challenge every day. I don't know another word that we could potentially call it other than spiritual. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, that is such a good way to put it. Um, this this meta pattern that yep. we're all a part of, it doesn't go away. It's archetypal. That's why it's codified mm. in religious stories, wisdom, traditions, et cetera. But yep. it's not, you know, again, younger me, scientifically minded me would think, oh, this is just fairy tales for adults. Yep. But there's real wisdom yep. about actual human existence, human yep. action, karma, the consequences of our decisions encoded in these stories. So- we we have to take them seriously yeah, and, 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 and respect the devil is a damn good one because you're not going to the devil's not going anywhere right, right? It's, it's ancient it's eternal it's part of you right and all you can do is i guess show respect and then act according to the higher principles right right there's a great book um by napoleon hill it's a lesser known book than his some of his others it's called outwitting the devil mm. And in this book, allegedly, how the book came to be, it didn't come out until after he passed. And his wife found the book and knew he was working on the book. And he specifically, it was like the producers were like, don't put this out until later. And the story is because he, if people don't know, Napoleon Hill sat under really, really titans of industry and learned their thought process mm -hmm. that he put into his books. And all of these guys. Think and Grow Rich is his big one. And these are the reasons and these billionaires at that time. And this is how they came here. And so he was like in financial ruin, sitting under these people, learning and putting together this project. So what the story goes that one day he was sitting um, at the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. And the devil, because of this practice that he had disciplined and following what these rich dudes did. The devil manifested in gave him an interview but by sheer nature of how he approached things the devil couldn't lie to him so he asked the devil all of these questions about how do you keep so many people trapped and the devil said okay i'll give i'll be 100 percent honest with you and we can have this interview and you can write it out as a book but i know that if you say these things it will ruin you because it's i use the church i use all of the things that people think are good i use those things back against them so I wouldn't recommend that you put this book out, but you're driven by a certain passion and I'll laugh because it'll bring you to ruin. And that's the story of how outwitting the devil and it's an interview. It's, if, if anyone needs to hear this book, listen to it on audio because the audio book has the devil having this devilish voice and very, you know, but it speaks to that. It speaks to you are making these decisions. I, as the devil, don't make you do anything. Right. You freedom person yeah. have the free will 
I am presenting options and things for you to either rise to this occasion yeah. or go with the things that makes you a lesser being. Yeah. So I'm not really controlling you at all. You're just making all of these choices for yourself. That I got to read that one. That yeah. sounds super interesting. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to mention just because it's screaming in my head right now. Yeah. Um, the book Paradise Lost by, by Friedman. Yeah. He identified Satan as the highest angel in in the hierarchy of angels, right? It was God's highest angel before he fell. Yeah. And there was an analogy made between Satan and the intellect, actually, mm. that the intellect has this weird tendency to fall in love with its own creations. Mm. And in that book, uh, the definition of evil was given that evil is the force that believes its knowledge is complete. Mm. So this, again, back to the labels, back to the words, uh, we need them. Mm. It's impossible to navigate reality in one another without language. Yeah. But when we start to mistake the language as somehow totalizing, mm. as capturing reality in its fullest richness, yeah. then we deceive ourselves or we delude ourselves. When we think our knowledge is complete, that's, that's equivalent to being a totalitarian, mm. right? You have totalizing knowledge. But the wisdom, mm. right, as you said earlier about there's a difference between being smart and being wise. Yeah. There's the old saying, wisdom is silent, right? right? There's so much of this reality that cannot be captured in wor words. Mm. So it's it's almost like this reverence or respect for the, f the finite nature of knowledge and language yes. and rationality even. Maybe not rationality. I don't know. That might be too far. But And th that's what we're trying to learn here, I think, right? Yes. It's like we're, we're going to deal with each other. I'm going to call you labels. I'm going to call you names, all these things. But the the... The word is never the thing, right? The the finger that points at the moon is not the moon, right. as the Taoist said. All of that. Right. So it's that seems to be this like core issue we're wrestling with as human beings. Yeah, we're blessed with language, blessed with intelligence, but we can get carried away right. by our own intelligence, right. and right. we move away from right. wisdom, and we create big problems. I'm so smart. Yes. Right. I'm so smart, and the devil goes, yeah. "Sure are. Perfect. Right. Perfect target. <laughs> right. Right. Hundred percent." Right. Maj, this has been one of my favorite conversations ever, honestly, man. Uh, great energy. I think you're super smart, super interesting. Love what you're doing at Black Guns Matter. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, they can follow us on social media. Um, obviously, you know, Maj Touray on Twitter, Maj Touray 999 on Twitter, um, Maj Touray 999 on Instagram, Maj Touray on Facebook. Um, if anything that was said today, someone feels like, hey, I want to support that. They can go over to um, givesingo.com forward slash solutionary. We've raised this money and given it all away. So it's not like just sitting in my account. We've given it away over the last five, six years to do these classes. Um, we, we operate this off of individuals choosing to voluntarily donate, um, individuals choosing to add to a collective that helps defend individual rights. It's that figure eight type thing. Yes. Um, so givesingo.com forward slash solutionary. Um, our new website is solutionaryuniversity.org. All of the contact and stuff is there as well. People can sign up for five bucks a month. There's free stuff and there's behind the paywall stuff, five bucks, 10 bucks a month. Um, we have, you know, uh, thought leaders or people that are very, very skilled in their lane. Once a month, they'll come and do a class on whatever their skill set is. It's not just me talking. It's people that know way more than me in their different disciplines. And um, that's solutionaryuniversity.org. But um, really, we keep this machine going because of those voluntary donations. So if anybody wants to support, please, five bucks, five thousand bucks. We we now have we're about three hundred thousand dollars left from our overall million dollar goal. Wow. Um, so if someone super rich wants to work something out and they're like, hey, I want to 
you to work with me for the next couple of years for $300,000, please email us um, and, and support the work because um, to your point, yeah, we can pray and we can have all of this stuff, but resources and energy and boots on the ground is what really gets it done. And, and, and lastly, I just want everybody to remember, man, like um, the last few years, you were a part of one of the biggest psychological operations on your mind and you survived it. And a lot of people broke and killed themselves or whatever. So just be kind to yourself and be kind to each other. Uh, we're, we are actually on the same team. You know, and just generally we are here to help each other vibrate a little bit higher. Rising tide raises all boats, you know. So just be kind to each other. If you are in the financial space to be kind to somebody else with a donation, cool too. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself, man, because you 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 survived the big psyop, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. And uh the psyop continues. So keep Absolutely. your keep your head on straight. <laughs> Maj, thank you so much, dude. Thank you.